0: Topia tonight. is Get the fuck out of town! Fucking treasonous pieces of a- Topia tonight. So please welcome Wendy Liebman, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Thank welcome you for that. Well, you know, when you were showing the intro, I was actually Googling mm. uh, how to get out of this. No, I was Googling, <laughs> it was Googling dystopia because I was getting it mixed up with dispo dysphoria i don't know i just wanted oh, okay. to make sure that it meant total destruction and i yes. guess you this is a podcast about my love life no i'm kidding that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> happily married 18 yes. years
0: that's what i was that's what i wanted to thank you this was a this, this whole podcast has been an homage to you so um i'm, I'm glad you could make it <laughs> What do you mean? No, you're low. I don't know. I'm, I'm just going, I'm going off on of what you said about your love life. Oh, I thought we were doing yeah. a bit.
1: The dystopia. <laughs> Yes. Um. So I wasn't Googling, I was googling dystopia, and then I was catching hmm. all the like the burning stuff, and um, and yeah. I was, and I actually forgot that I was on camera somewhere, which is really dangerous. <laughs> like I think I, in this day I, and age, I, I, you have to always assume that you're mic'd and on camera somewhere, yeah. at least a nanny cam. Like you can <laughs> no, you can no longer dance like nobody's watching because somebody. <laughs> is always watching.
0: That is, that's so <laughs> true. I actually got paranoid during this whole thing because I had, um, I, I bought a thing for my camera. Cause you know, like all of us bought equipment, I'm assuming over the, like the course of the pandemic and stuff, you know? And so I bought a, a nicer, you know, video camera thing or whatever to do this kind of shit with. And then after a while I saw the light going on and I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I got paranoid and I actually bought a cover. Because I was like, I don't, I feel like people may be watching, I mean, I'm not doing anything, but um, just eating n- enormous amounts of snack food and cheese and God knows what uh, out of boredom. But yeah, it was like, it's kind of creepy.
1: Well, you know, um, that guy Tubin oh was, he needed a cover.
0: Yeah, that, yes, um, he did. He I know needed a-
1: people who won't even bring their cell phones into their bedroom. Really? Yeah, I don't care. Like, really? I just assume some, you know what, I grew up so like, I feel like I grew up so lonely that I'm like, oh, okay, somebody's <laughs> paying attention. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, big my bro- God. Big
1: brother's watching me, finally.
0: Somebody, somebody, I should write these jokes down. You you, you know what? Uh, This is all going to be recorded, so I'll send this to you. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's weird. You know what? If you ever have trouble uh, describing another comedian when somebody else doesn't know, unless they're super famous, where you're just like, use a comic,
1: they (laughs) make me laugh. I don't know. They they tickle me.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You're like, there was a. I like their
1: humor. There's a je ne sais quoi. Can't you tell right away when somebody's can make you laugh? Like, uh, you can oh yeah, tell you can tell.
0: Yeah, like, like I'm always like, whenever I'm at a friend's party or something like that, and like somebody walks into the room, I'm like, oh, they're gonna be great to be around, and then you can tell that like the rest of the room sucks.
1: Well, it's not like I'm judging them. It's just like mm-hmm. you don't need to see five minutes of somebody to get yeah, them yeah, just.
0: Exactly. You know,
1: I can tell just looking at you that you're hilarious.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <I> have...
1: <laughs> no, no, gonna... I had this, this 80-year-old landlady and she used to say, I just look at you and I laugh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Old I'll take have... it. I'll take it. Yeah. Older people have the most... Uh, blunt way of complimenting you, either before, after a show, no matter what it is. Like, I've had old people come up after a show who will tell me that they think I'm funny, but the other people at their table not so much. And I'm like, could have done without the last part, but thank you. I think. No, one I was laughed. the
1: one who laughed.
0: Yes. Yes, I thought you would. Did love you this.
1: hear me laughing? Because I was the one.
0: <laughs> yes. What's the no, weirdest but- compliment you've ever gotten after a show? Do you remember?
1: This was the nicest compliment, or mm-hmm. the the thing that really stayed with me the most. Mm-hmm. Um, they said, "You don't suck." No, this <laughs> is. Um, it was an old woman, mm-hmm. and this was in Tahoe. And after the show, she said. I felt like you were just talking to me (laughs) and I loved that.
0: That's really sweet.
1: I know I love that. And then I try to do that from now on. I just try to talk to that lady (laughs) and uh, no, but I mean, I try to talk to an individual because you can lose sight that it's a million, you know, 10, 10 people right <laughs> um <laughs> but it's
0: people are you one of those are you are you are you the type of comic that'll pay cuz i know uh, most of us do this but i know some of us you know have the ability to ignore it but do you when you see somebody who's miserable do you focus on them during your set are you like whatever and then you just pay attention to the other people yeah I, it's brutal. I saw
1: this study not to be like um too heady but i saw this study yeah. ab- about infants and they They had the mothers, this is so cruel, but they had the mothers like ignore (laughs) the baby and the baby kept trying to get their attention. And um, I feel like that's what comedians do, like we're trying to get your attention. And Mm -hmm. we know we have your attention because you're laughing, so it means you're listening, right? Mm -hmm. And so that one person who's just sitting there with their arms crossed, it's like they don't want to laugh. And you're Mm -hmm. like, well, that's my job. (laughs) Like, how am I going to do it? And so I I usually pull back, like I get softer. But then I had this one guy, he was like, right in front once. And he was like, just like staring the whole time. And then of course, after the show, he was like, that was so funny. Thank you <laughs> yeah. so much. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I guess pe- not everybody laughs.
0: Yeah. Or they don't realize. I feel like there's so many people that aren't used to being out in groups that they, they they freeze. They have no idea how to react to something or to show that they're having a good time. And it's just like, especially if, like, I've noticed, like, uh, like, if there's a big table full of people, there's always a couple that think they can get away with not responding emotionally to something. And I'm like, we can see all of you though. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not like you're camouflaged. Cause there's other well, people. Right.
1: Especially now with zoom. Oh like, yeah. I could see everybody.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and like, it took me a little while before I started talking to the gallery. That's what Judy oh. gold. Judy gold said it's talking that she talks to the gallery. Yeah. Um, but at first i was just like doing my jokes and i actually had them printed on the screen so oh, it was like just like having a a teleprompter which is what i need at my age i'm 56 <laughs> i'm 56 and i started forgetting everything john like oh my um, god like that i'm 60 <laughs> Oh my God!
0: Shit. I made I him just bitching. I, I should have seen that. I should have seen you ready to do it, but I didn't. I just kept drinking because I was like, "There's you don't even." <laughs> that was that was great. That made my whole. I, I haven't done that yet at all. The entire time we've been doing the show. That
1: was really fun. Was I saw good. it happening, and you know yeah. what? I won once in a in a um in Vegas. I won once, and as it was happening, it was like on a slot machine. As it was happening. Mm-hmm. I knew it was happening, and as that was happening, I know I sound a little Los An- Los Angeles right now.
0: No, no, but, no, uh, <laughs> you're clairvoyant. I get it. But I,
1: I'm a, I'm psychic. Actually, I'm, I'm the opposite of psychic. I don't even know what I'm thinking. <laughs>
0: I like the idea of there being a spit take psychic like you have a very specific kind of psychic. <laughs> it's only when a spit take's about to happen uh, okay. I can see it coming That was did fun. You, did you enjoy the um the zoom stuff? did it take you a while to get into it or did you jump right in?
1: Well, the first time I did it, Jackie Cation, let me do her show. I loved you. And I know she's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. She opens for Maria or she goes on the road with Maria yeah. Bamford who's also one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And and Jackie and Lori Kilmartin have a podcast together and they're just mm-hmm. amazing. Anyway, um, Jackie had me on her Zoom, and it it was the first time I did it and it was so chaotic. And I thought, oh my God, this is impossible, but right. I'm just going to keep learning it. And like, whatever we do in comedy, we have to learn new skills, right? Yeah. It's not, it's not just writing jokes and telling them. It's like mm-hmm. everything else, traveling and learning to do press and
0: yeah.
1: um, getting a new ring light i'm on my second (laughs) ring light
0: by the way it's you're not even kidding though that's a difficult thing to do it took me if tom was in the room right now he would tell you it took me a long time to figure out lighting like to actually make sure it looked okay and he was like and and finally at one point he just started sending me shit he was like just order these (laughs) and set them up around your fucking computer because i was just like i think i have a tiny one and he was like No,
1: I know. You have to learn how to do it. Like Corey Kahaney told me I needed a microphone, which I did. And Mm. um, she said, you can't hear your punchlines or, you know, it was like, I needed. So, okay. (laughs) So did I like it? Um, it was, it kept me busy.
0: It's a good way to put it.
1: (laughs) And I wrote some new jokes. I wrote a lot of new jokes.
0: Yeah, it, so, um... I I didn't like it for the longest time, and um, I didn't do a I didn't do a ton of them. But when I I liked kind of um exercising new muscles because it is kind of like a a different pacing almost or a different kind of like like what Judy had said you she told you like to kind of talk to the gallery and stuff like that. I didn't realize you could do that in the beginning, so I wasn't acknowledging them at all. And then I realized how much fun it is. To kind of see what everybody has in their living room and how they, you know, because people forget that you can see them. And that's the fun of it.
1: Right. And I think a lot of what people like about laughing in a club is that they're anonymous. Yes. So there were some people in the gallery who, when you said, oh, is Marianne not getting any of these jokes? And she would be like, oh, like.
0: (laughs) You called
1: him out on it. Um, yeah, but this, I did this one show, Sammy Obiad. I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Okay. And um, he invited me back a couple of times, and the audience was the same each time. And there was always this oh one guy who had – he would blow um, – he was smoking a bong, and then his whole square
0: was full of smoke. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs>
1: So he became part of the show.
0: Oh, and that's I, great.
1: Um, yeah. So it was very interesting. And I don't think I will stop doing them if I'm asked to do more. I will. It's easy. It's easier than traveling. And I yeah. can just go out um, of my office and get a snack.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm doing the, have you done the um, Nowhere Comedy Club yet?
1: I did do that twice twice that was great yes you're
0: doing that yeah i'm doing it at the end of july for the first time uh i'm excited about it so it's uh i've never done that yet is it fun have you
1: have you done oh yeah have you done live shows
0: yes i did my uh first live show back in new york a couple weeks ago um and i was i almost canceled and one of my friends was like stop like (laughs) like just come into the city you'll be fine. Once you get it, you're gonna you're gonna love it. And she was absolutely right. But like, that whole it, it got down to the like, I I booked the show, I knew I was doing it. And then that week, I don't know. I don't know what it was. But I was like, I can't, I can't go back. I, I'm not ready. And you know, I don't know what everybody's doing. And I haven't been on stage in, you know, like a year. I'm like, it's gonna be weird. She was like, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> and, and come in. And I did. And it was amazing.
1: So, um, you still listen to your mother. <laughs> 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 yes you see um, right through me wait so so how was it is what i want to know.
0: it was it was good it was actually i had a good set i i um i did um i was proud because i did stuff that i had actually worked on during zoom stuff like i actually i was nice to see those jokes because that was the biggest thing was i was like man are these jokes gonna carry over into the club even though they kind of worked on Zoom and some of them did, some of them didn't. Um, but I had a great set and it was fun being in front of a live audience again. And they like the energy from them is what carried me kind of through it, too, because they were just excited. So I would that kind of surprised me because I didn't know how they were going to be. I didn't know if they were going to be weird or not. And man, they were just happy to be out. Um,
1: I think they have a lot of backed up laughter that just needs <laughs> to come out. It's like, I mean, we watched a lot of funny things. We, my yeah. husband and I, we ju- yesterday we just finished the eleventh season of Cheers. Oh my god! You probably were born before. I mean, yes. after.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I was born in eighty four, but I remember. I remember why. I remember the. I watched Tears a lot because I watch a lot of classic yeah. TV. But I do—I wasn't around, I guess, when it was first on.
1: It's so funny. I—I I guess yeah. I haven't seen it when it was first on. I saw some episodes, but like mm-hmm. just watching the whole thing through was yeah. really great. Such great writing, such great oh, acting. And then I'm also watching. My husband won't watch this with me.
0: I'm watching The Golden
1: Girls. Okay, so,
0: uh, <laughs> so
1: sue me. But I, I love um, that
0: show. Do you? Oh, absolutely! Um, I am obsessed.
1: Yeah, I'm obsessed. Yeah, it's. I was watch. watching it
0: the other night. It was two o'clock. They they have it on at the best time for comedians because we never sleep. So it was like two o'clock in the morning, and there's like five episodes on back to back, and I just uh, listened to Estelle Getty. Oh my uh, God! Bray- she, B. Arthur.
1: She's so funny. She once came to Vegas to see me open for. Ray Charles.
0: Oh my God!
1: Yeah, I opened for a few people in Vegas. So That's incredible. It was either Ray Charles or Anne Margaret.
0: <laughs> Anne wow! Margaret.
1: <laughs> but Estelle Getty came, and then I introduced her in the audience. Oh my God! And then they sh- she was sitting over there, and they showed mm-hmm. shone the light over there. <laughs> <Like> they couldn't <laughs> find her.
0: She's a tiny woman.
1: She is a tiny woman. She's yeah. like 4'10 or something.
0: I have to ask you about uh, Ray Charles and Anne margaret but I also... Do you remember the movie... The, the only movie I remember Estelle Getty being in was one that I liked when I was younger. Do you? This is embarrassing, because no, this is like one of those guilty pleasure things. Uh, with Andrew McCarthy, The Mannequin. Do you remember that movie?
1: I don't remember that movie. I love Andrew McCarthy. I think his son is an actor now. Or he's directing oh, he really? or something. I'm making this up. Um <laughs> now, like I remember reading something about Andrew McCarthy recently, and it was either oh. that he was directing or that he was starting to act again or that his son was acting. I don't know. Oh,
0: that's awful. but
1: um I didn't see mannequin.
0: Oh, okay. Well, she's in it, and it's the only movie I've seen her in. And it's the only thing I've seen her in. It was one of those things that blew my mind, like, because, you know, I thought she was that older woman from Golden Girls always. And then all of a sudden I saw her in that movie and I was like doing like the math for like the time and I was like, She looks amazing. (laughs) I was like, what is this? And yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that they had to like actually age her down in Golden Girls. They aged
1: her.
0: Or aged her up, sorry. Yeah. yeah, But they
1: also, but they also between the first and the second seasons, wow, this, your, your podcast is turning into a Golden Girls podcast.
0: I'm <laughs> thrilled about that. I'll put on my Golden Girls shirt right now. I'll do a wardrobe change. I'm
1: dying right now. I'm so happy right now. Okay. Um, so uh, between the first and second season, Estelle Getty mm-hmm. had a facelift. No. So she made herself look younger. So they had to make her look even older.
0: (laughs) Oh my god! I have no, I had no idea. That's hilarious.
1: But in real life, I am like the age of the age that Betty White was supposed to be when she was first on the show.
0: Oh wow! Okay. So wait, well you look amazing. Thank you. My mom just turned sixty. She'll be six. Oh, I shouldn't say that on the air. Um, but I'm just realizing uh, what people don't like that. Um she's great. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we were uh, live and uh this is going places. Oh. So yeah, she's good. she be no, she's fine. She'll be 62 in August, I think. Yeah. Um so but uh so she you guys are you guys should hang out. Wait,
1: I'm so you this could be now. my son. You could There's be a my whole... son. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. There was a there's a whole that thing so in my head cute. where it was going, stop. Yeah.
1: You can <laughs> erase
0: Yeah, Can't no, I'm gonna erase. cut all that out. Okay. That's hilarious. Um, but you but are yes, what,
1: you are young enough to be my son, and that's the yes. important part.
0: Yeah. Yes, which I would love to be if you're looking to adopt. I'll I'll just move.
1: <laughs> well, I raised two stepsons.
0: You did. And, um, you're
1: I did, they were four and eight, and now they are 26 and 30, if the math works. (laughs) Um, But they are, yeah, I can't, I believe in God because of them, because I just would never have gotten um, the opportunity to change somebody's life so much, I guess. Yeah. Can you erase that part too?
0: Sure. Yeah, we could do we <laughs> Erase it
1: all. I- it's true. I do it's I do, true.
0: But I do like how that's kind of open ended because you like you you said I changed their life so much. And I'm like, did she really fuck with them? Do they think like a chair is something else? Because that's great. <laughs> like you taught them like you just the whole a whole different perspective no, or just, you raise them well.
1: Just just give giving love.
0: Yes, that's awesome. Well, yeah. that's, I can't even imagine, like, so you're, well, I, okay, let's go back real quick, because I want to ask you about, what was it like? Did you, did you enjoy, because I feel like um a lot of the comics that I've talked to on here, a lot of my favorite comedians opened for, um. you said you opened for Ray Charles or Anne Margaret. I feel like that doesn't happen that much anymore, where there's no, like, combined thing with musicians or whatever. Did you enjoy that? Was that a fun thing, or was it kind of nightmarish to do it?
1: I loved it, and Part of the reason that I don't get asked to do that anymore is because my agent then left that agency that also booked those acts. Oh. I got to open for like Sheena Easton and oh my God um, Frankie Valley and the four oh. seasons there may wow. have been only there may have been only three. but um, okay. three seasons. Okay. Three seasons:
0: summer, winter, yeah. and fall.
1: Yeah. Uh. Um, but I got to open for like um, Tanya Tucker and Reba McIntyre.
0: Oh my god!
1: Yeah. That's so it was so a cool. different. It was a different time. It was mm-hmm. a different time. Like I got interesting gigs, like performing on um, a boat wow. during Super Bowl weekend. That the Indianapolis Colts manager wanted to have a party for his friends during Super Bowl. It was in San oh Diego, God. and so he had me open for Dan Fogelberg. You probably don't know. him. No, but I but do. No, no, okay, no. I do you totally do
0: know who Dan Fogelberg is? Yes, absolutely. Okay,
1: they play a lot of him on the Golden Girls. No, not really. <laughs> 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 oh, I love that. Oh my oh. god, I'm making myself sick. Okay, so um so yeah, Dan Vogelberg was there, but one mm. of the guests on the boat was Stephen Stills. Wow. And after Dan Vogelberg sang, Stephen Stills sang Love the One You're With. Oh and I w- I had a flip phone at the time and I was holding it up <laughs> so my sister can hear it.
0: Oh wow.
1: But I mean that's the kind of gig I had in the early 90s mm. that I go I pinch myself. I'm like, "Oh my god, that was surreal
0: yeah well i was that, that's a that's a cool thing to think about though too because you're one of those comics that's so unique and well-liked and also well-known we enough where like people acquire you you know what i mean like do you do you ever do you ever think about that or did you think about that at the time that like you're actually selected specifically like people are like i'm gonna have a huge party on a boat with stephen stills and <laughs> volga and i would like a wendy liebman and they just pick you up of like it's it's so crazy to think that, like, you know, that uh, that it's, it's cool. It's just an awesome thing because I don't think a lot of people get that experience. Did you feel like that at the time or were you like, yeah, no, this is normal?
1: <laughs> I was not aware of everything that was happening. It was mm-hmm. very exciting. And I feel like now I'm reflecting in a just... I I love thinking about it, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to write, or I'm not trying. I am writing a musical about stand-up. Oh, no way. Um, well, that's the backdrop. It's about three stand-ups in Vegas over Valentine's Day weekend right after Trump was elected. And there's one comedian who's very political. And there's lots mm. of love stories going on. And so I feel like I'm using everything that I have absorbed from doing standup um plus my material.
0: <laughs> that's incredible. That so, I, I'm excited for that.
1: Thank you. And yeah, uh, so cool. yeah I've been writing the music. And um, oh, I'm not so, I'm not a musician, but I've been I mean I I'm not a trained musician.
0: Right. Well, you're, you're, so your husband is Jeffrey Sherman, whose uncle and father were the Sherman brothers. I'm sure, does that, do you guys, are you collaborating on this kind of thing? Like, is that fun to work on with somebody or are you doing it all on your own?
1: So I've done it all by myself up until now, but mm-hmm. I actually asked my one of my stepsons. sons um, he seemed interested in writing the music for one of the songs. And oh, then so my husband, Jeffrey, said he will help me with the rest. Nice. Um, and... I mean, every song I've written so far sounds like chopsticks,
0: but um... <laughs> super easy to learn.
1: <laughs> but diff- you know. People can play with it. Yeah, <laughs> make it make it their own.
0: But people can play with it. <laughs> That's so great. Uh, I yeah, love you
1: to... making you laugh.
0: Oh, you're uh, just, you crack me up so much. When we did the charity thing, I la- I made sure that I was because we were um we were on we were on like god man i was up for like two days straight or whatever but i made sure that when you were going to be on i was going to be awake no matter what i think i had like five cups of coffee because i just wanted to be on the air with you when you when you were when you. you popped in so that was exciting um. Yeah, you have, a, you have an incredibly talented family. And by the way, thank you for entertaining because I've I've messaged you a couple times as I've discovered certain things that your family has done and, and Jeffrey's done or whatever. And one of them was this is my favorite thing that you even acknowledge this and that and that he commented on it too was the ugly bug ball is that's a huge <laughs> part of my childhood. Really? Like, Oh, my God. I had I think I drove my family insane because that's the song that would shut me up. When I was a kid, like they would pop in this tape, and it was Burr Lives and the Ugly Bug Ball, and I would just sit in front of the TV and uh, and just like zone out. I loved that. I could. Th- I just said it now, and I'm- it's already playing in my head. Um, but yeah, and, uh, I, and I messaged you about it, and you were just like, "Yes," and you told me some interesting stuff about it. So, it was
1: well, cool. I don't remember what I told you because I'm sixty two. <laughs> no, I. I'm not, doing, <laughs> okay. I'm not doing i'm not Going doing that up. joke anymore i'm 60 i'm 60
0: okay, okay. <laughs> um
1: but um i was born to be 60 by the way Ooh. but um the ugly bug ball i hadn't seen until i met my husband oh, i wow. hadn't seen that but i love it it's so yeah. sweet
0: it is very sweet and it teaches a great lesson too and and right. you know and and Bur Lives is just a, a he when that guy was doing whatever, anything he was doing or whatever, he just seemed like he you knew him. He was part of the family.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um my husband Jeffrey and his cousin Greg mm-hmm. Sherman, they did a documentary about their fathers called The Boys. And I it's on that. it's on Disney Plus, yep. And um it just shows how they wrote all this music, super califragilistic and Feed the birds and yes. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, but you don't know them, so that's what the documentary shows. There can they have a lot of conflict.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, that it was. It was a cool thing to watch. I watched with my mom because we like you know she was kind of like my introduction to all the Disney stuff when I was younger, and Dick Van Dyke show and just Dick Van Dyke in general. So like all that stuff comes from her. So we kind of bond over that. Um, even though I just told everybody her age and when her birthday is. Uh, <laughs>
1: Hey, I once had to follow a I was doing a show at a temple and I had to follow like a dirge. Um so Oh yeah. wow. That's And cr- uh I'm old enough to I I remember like they declared war on Iraq and they so they turned the TV on in, in the club. Oh, <laughs> or of it course. was the sports bar. <laughs> and then so there was war on Iraq and then and now a comedy show Hmm. So, I did
0: a I did a Sandy benefit. Um, because my when when Sandy hit, my parents lost their house, you know, in Sandy, and then, you know, I mean it would just it just fucked all of us up and we were, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, I was living in an apartment and you know, I mean the worst thing that happened to me and my roommate at the time, we were on the second floor, so nothing really happened, but um we just had no power for like two, three weeks because everything went down. But I did this Sandy benefit and right before <laughs> introduced the comedians (laughs) They just did it's terrible but they did this montage of like uh, houses like homes that were like literally wrecked and I was like are you fucking with this like sad song in the in the background (laughs) okay Okay. I know and all the and of course like there's victims in the place because we're doing it to benefit them in the first place so I'm like cool 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 yeah
1: Well, um, the good thing is you had no power, so you couldn't watch it again (laughs) when they showed it on TV. But um, no, I mean, those are the challenges. It's like playing golf. We can't choose the variables. And uh, so we just have to deal with it. That's part of what, like, I always think part of our job is we have to assume leadership right? When you're Ooh. on stage, you're the, yes. lead, you're the leader, which is why men don't think women should be there. But oh or, that's changing. That's changing. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but so you're the leader and you have to, in case of emergency, make everybody calm somehow and get their attention. Hmm. And so like, for example, I was performing once and the fire alarm went off. And it was in a casino. And um, I don't know. I had to make some jokes about it. Like somebody won or, you know, something. Um, Mm -hmm. And then remain, like, I had to convince them it wasn't part of my act. (laughs) 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 And just remain in in control and calm. Like, that's that's why we get the big bucks. (laughs)
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And you know what? I you just I think I just had an epiphany when you said the thing about, um, you know, you have to be a leader when you're on stage if you're a comic. That's why people don't think women can do yada yada. Because I think that's never crossed my mind because I think my dad was such a fuck up when I was younger that I always looked to my mom. So I don't I don't think that way. When I do see the Mm. there's a woman in charge, I'm like, thank God, someone who knows what they're doing. So that's very like I was like, oh, I don't think that, and I was like, why? So don't you I think like,
1: that? like you like female up com- comics?
0: Oh God, yeah, of course, yeah. You got the, there's a, a list that I that I can't even like go into that I one that I'd like to have on the show and talk to you, but two that I just love, like even even growing up, like doing stand up and stuff like Jessica Curson was super. I don't know if you know Jess. Oh, my um,
1: oh, oh. I love her. I just Me did too. her documentary. Although I just saw gray hair. Hold on. <laughs> Wait, this is backwards. <laughs> I, don't
0: know. I love that. Oh my God. Are oh, you the best? <laughs> I'm um, a prop comic. I know. <laughs> that's when what, did that guys, happen? That's what Zoom shows in COVID. We're just grabbing anything on our desks. What, what? Oh, that's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I was saying, Jess was what, super nice to me when I started and just like amazing and, you know, um, yeah no I'd look, I'd i look i want to go
1: back to something you said though sure because i cut you off this oh, okay. was like four paragraphs ago you, <laughs> you said your stepfather died
0: yes 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 yes
1: and then you were telling me something about your mother
0: oh yeah no no, no. i was saying uh, i do know my um see
1: i should have been a therapist
0: <laughs> you should this would have been you should have a therapy po- therapy comedy podcast you're like, absolutely yeah. not, but thank you for trying.
1: No, uh, I mean, I <laughs> thought of doing things like that before because I was going to be a therapist. Oh, but... wait, that's
0: right. You majored in psychology, right?
1: Yeah. And st- I didn't, I never became, a. Th- I just went into therapy. I didn't become hmm. a therapist. <laughs> but um, I, because I didn't want to listen to, I'd rather make a hundred people laugh than one person cry. That's Ooh. what I, that's, that's what I
0: thought. Well, let me ask you this, though. Are you serious about, do you, have you gone into, like, do you go to a therapist or have you gone into. Probably for
1: 40, for 40 years. Oh, for 40
0: years. Okay. Is it weird? Is it weird? Like having studied psychology and then being in the, does it make it difficult to be in a room with a therapist when you're like, I know the tricks or no? No,
1: because, um, she doesn't say anything. (laughs) So, (laughs) So there's no tricks um she she's from wanta i think
0: oh okay oh that's
1: um i don't know how to answer that question i i don't don't think i don't think my training because it was only undergrad
0: okay (laughs) oh okay Yeah, I just thought I was wondering because I was like, it's it's I was wondering if it's like the same kind of thing when like you're a comedian for so many years and then you watch another comedian on stage and you're like, Oh, I know what they're doing. I see the trick. And I've never talked to somebody who actually studied psychology and then actually went into it. If they're just Uh, like, I see what you're doing. uh Oh. You're trying to get me to cry. Is your mother
1: is your mother a therapist?
0: No, 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 no. Um she's she's a good listener. Um, but she's uh no, she's she worked at a uh, she ran like a state park for years. That's what she wound up doing, and she just retired. Um, she retired before COVID, which is unfortunate because she didn't have much time to enjoy and embrace, um, the retirement part of it. She was like, oh, I get to do whatever I want, and then COVID happened, and she was like, I get to do nothing, and then I had to do, and I I went out, and thank God I was here because I got to do all the shopping and all that other crap, which I didn't even do for myself when I was when I was living by myself. <laughs> When I was living out and whatever like i i went to stores but it, i didn't i don't cook i don't do any of that shit so like i was constantly on like facetime like is this the chicken that we need <laughs> or she's like little left i'm like oh, okay you, you um, don't know how to cook oh well i don't not know how i'm just not like uh i'm i'm looking for another word other than lazy give me a second oh
1: <laughs> see i i Always joke about that I can't cook, mm-hmm. and I have found sometimes um, when I joke about something, it becomes true. Oh. Um, but anyway, I joke about that I can't cook, like my food has a before taste. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't even get that joke. I know, but that's so smart. Know, it's, it's so, so great, stupid. though. Um, but I decided <laughs> over the pandemic, I really love to cook but what i don't like mm. is cleaning up so i think i'm i've been thinking about becoming a chef
0: Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to do any of this that's, uh, that's
1: they just brilliant. leave it
0: yeah they do and then everybody so, else picks up Yeah. yeah i don't enjoy the cleaning at all either and i'm one of those people who's like uh I'm a bad environmentalist. Like I'm not, I don't even consider myself an environmentalist, but I'm one of those people who bitch about how the planet's going to hell, but also paper oh plates, plastics. W- oh when I, when I lived in my, in my apartment, there wasn't, I, I think I had plates and stuff that people gave me. I just never used them. Cause I was like, that's going to have to get washed. And if I, Ooh. that's not going to happen. So that, yeah, is, I just, that
1: is lazy.
0: Yes. <laughs> so how often am I? How often are you home when you're a con? You know, when you're especially when you're single right. and you're living by yourself, like I wasn't gonna be cooking dinner for you know, I, I remember dating uh, this one girl who would literally try to make me she'd be like, We're gonna cook tonight, and I'd be like, Are we though? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> maybe that what we're doing was, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. um, but um, yeah, 10 times a day I say, I'm sorry, Greta Gunberg. Is that for me? <laughs> Ten times a day. Yes. I'm sorry, credit Gumber- Like if I'm throwing away a straw. Greta. Oh yeah. Because I I I don't even know what I should put in the recycle bin exactly. Yeah. I I feel terrible about this.
0: Yeah, and then you know it's one of those things where it's uh, nine times at it. Look, I'll say t- not even to get it too too deep into it, but here's my thing on it too. Right, I feel like you can we can all be advocates for a better earth and, and for climate change and whatever. But unless like governments get involved and they stop going for the capitalistic approach and all that other shit, then, then think about how much incrementally we've been told to do since the eighties and how little of an impact it's had because it's, people are still bitching about it. So what can I personally do
1: without inconveniencing myself? Because I was at some, um, retirement community and they showed me that people would separate their cans and all that mm-hmm. it was all picked up and thrown in the same truck like yes. they, so i go well why am I, like i don't know what to do right. so,
0: yeah well they figured um, out a way to chart like that's another thing too is they just you know our system or society or whatever kind of figured out a way to, um, profit off of performative, uh, climate change shit. So they were like, Oh, well, if people don't recycle and you have to buy a second can and a third can, and then we're going to charge you extra for plastic. I sound like I should be shrugging my shoulders, Bernie <laughs> Sanders style. Uh, <laughs> and they, you know, but, but that's what they do. And then, uh, you know, so you do so only can do so much. and, and then these, it's funny because uh, I loved when Starbucks was like, we're getting rid of straws. And I was like, but you're making plastic lids and that's, that's still winding up in the, ocean. now you
1: can use, now they'll give you a cup and you can bring it back. And oh, I don't know, right. I haven't been to Starbucks. I have saved so much money o- over the pandemic on not buying Starbucks. I put an extra wing on the house. So, <laughs> no, I have. So you're
0: turning into a Starbucks.
1: Exactly. <laughs> That's why Jeff Bezos is up there. Um,
0: is there John, a Deadpool on whether he comes back? Oh yeah. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, no. I was I was trying to think. I I keep making note, mental notes of this is what I want to tell you, and now I totally oh. forgot. But um,
0: uh,
1: yeah. So I totally
0: forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fine because I'll ask you because we can we can go into because I I love to know um. Do you remember, I ask like every comic this, I'm kind of fascinated by it, because some people have no recollection of this whatsoever. But And I don't know if I do just because, you, you know, I don't know, I'm like a comedy nerd or whatever, but do you remember your first paid gig? Like actually somebody going, I want to pay you to do, you do, I love that. Thank- what, what, do you remember, what was it?
1: I have two first paid gigs that I remember. Oh, nice. So the first was at a bar called the International Pub in Revere, Massachusetts. Mm. And there was a pool table in the middle of the room. Mm-hmm. And I was on stage. I I opened for a comedy team named Zito and Bean. And oh Zito is Chris Zito and he still performs and he's a radio personality and Steve Bean unfortunately passed away last year. Oh, but no. um I know, but so I remember they paid me. It was like Joe Amarasso was the producer and he paid mm-hmm. me $25. He put it in an envelope and it was singles. Okay. Okay. So, mm-hmm. and then I'll tell you about my second gig, but I want to say like in, in the perfect poetry or symmetry of things on the day before I moved from Boston to LA, I ran into Joe Amarasso in, Oh my God. In the supermarket and it was just like this full circle thing like thanks for that's giving it. me that yeah
0: yeah so, that's beautiful and also i mean yeah. that like that money the envelope money thing is so cool to me but like it's still so cool to me because that's what i imagined when i was younger that that's you know people got like cash in an envelope and you know for for yeah. doing like that's so cool to me that that's how you got your first paid gig
1: somebody i don't know who it was i wish i could give them credit for it but they said that they realized they were wearing clothes that they made, that they bought with money that they made from telling jokes that they thought. Right. And it's like, wow. Um, my second paid gig was at a club in Holyoke, Massachusetts called the 141 Elm Street. And for yeah. me, it was a nightmare. Um, I opened for Dennis Leary. And oh, my God. He, it was two and a half hours in driving rain. I didn't go with him. I, but okay. I just remember by the time I got there, mm-hmm. I was usually more nervous about finding the gig than I was ever about performing because this is before yeah. GPS. Before, like it was impossible. That, right. that part of my job, I wish I didn't have to have. But, but anyway, yeah. so I opened for, for Dennis. He killed in front of eight people. And they paid me. I don't think it was in cash, but uh, okay. Yeah, those are my two.
0: It's weird that you said Dennis Leary.
1: Ever happened to Dennis Leary?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you never hear from that guy anymore. Uh, (laughs) There's a. It's weird that you said Dennis Leary because I've only ever heard of Zito and Bean and looked them up years ago because Dennis was on. I'm saying Dennis like I know him personally. Dennis Lee was on the show uh, on the Daily Show with Jon Stewart and they were talking about comedy gigs and they mentioned Zito and Bean and I and I love looking up comics I've never heard so I'd never heard of their, them before and wound up looking them up so I was about to tell you I only know them because Dennis and John had said they had done a Zito and Bean gig what, what are the odds yeah
1: <laughs> that's crazy Jon yeah.
0: I know I know I was like you said Zito and Bean I was like I only know them because of the Daily Show
1: they were so funny. I would see them perform at Play it Again Sam's, which is run by Barry Katz, who then yeah. started the New York or the New York Comedy or the Boston Comedy Club in Boston New York. Comedy Club. And um yeah, he he gave me my second paid gig.
0: That's incredible.
1: Yeah. What about you? What was your my- first paid gig?
0: <laughs> my first my first paid gig was um for a a woman who saw me in new york who was starting out doing stand-up and she had a one-woman show a theater show and she liked me for whatever reason and was like you need to come to new jersey and uh she had rented out a small theater space and um It it was a really small theater. I can't remember where in New Jersey, but um, yeah. And she was like, "Would you? Would you be the comic that opens up for my one-woman show?" And it was great because it was my first paid gig. And she gave me like 150 bucks. I didn't deserve it. (laughs) Um, I was, I was like, way too new. But uh, yeah, that was my first. She saw me at Gotham, and I was like, and I think it was only. I think I'd only been doing it for a, a maybe like a less than a year, like six months in or whatever. And she was like, would you come open for my one woman show? And I had no idea wow. who she was. Yeah.
1: And, and so that, did that show prevail?
0: Uh, no, uh, that went nowhere. Uh, oh. <laughs> but it was, I mean, she, she definitely like, she would keep in touch. I think over the years, cause she would just, she would just rent out these spaces and kept trying to do her thing. And, um, and it was great, but it was just weird. Her name is Mary. I can't remember her last name. Um, but it was weird because it was like, I think, I don't think her family, it was my first time where they didn't expect there to be a comedian there.
1: Right, right.
0: And So that was, I was new to that whole experience too, where I just thought like, Oh, this is cool. I'm doing a show. And then I came out first and it was her entire family. And they were like, who is he? You know? Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. And I did my dumb, you know, map quest jokes. And I think I had a, you know, joke about the weather cutting edge stuff, you know? Um, so, yeah, and I did that, and she gave me hundred fifty.
1: my third paid gig, and that's all I remember <laughs> That's all I remember, John. Please. Some guy saw me perform and said, mm. "Would you perform at a an office party?" Mm. He goes, "I'm going to pay you three hundred dollars, which was more than I made at my secretarial job for the week, so I wow. took the day off and He said, I want you to dress up like you're the uh, HR, Hmm. Human Resources. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It goes from, it gets worse. Then he goes, what I want you to do is like say a few of these things. And he goes, I'll write a script for you. So he wrote me the script about HR. And then he had me tell some like roast jokes. Which is not my thing. Right, like, right, right. Nikki Glazer is the queen of yes. that. I so funny. Could, I can't do that to save my life. But um, but he had written them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he didn't tell me that he wasn't gonna be there. <laughs> 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 so I'm insulting <laughs> these people. And they think I'm from HR. Oh <laughs> like, my they don't, god! They don't get that I'm a comedian.
0: That's hilarious.
1: And so I pocketed the three hundred dollars and haven't thought about it since then. Until just Beautiful. now.
0: <laughs> oh my god! I had uh, I had one gig, uh, um, and this is this is well into. I'm already doing you know stuff on the road. I'm doing stuff in New York, and um, my. Theater arts teacher that I kept in touch with from high school, just a very nice one. She it's funny, she actually went to college with Jay Leno. So Emerson. Yes, she went to Emerson. So um so did Dennis Leary. Oh my god, that's right. Oh my god. And Stephen Wright. Yes, Stephen. Oh, Stephen Wright is uh fucking amazing. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so she went to Emerson, she went to college J and she used to tell us stories like J would work out, you know, he'd get his friends and she was one of them in a group and be like, Hey, I'm doing this in New York, you know, uh, but running his material. Right. So that was cool. So anyway, she and I kept in touch and I was doing stand-up or whatever. And they were doing this thing for, um, like a benefit show. And she was like, what did you come and be the comedian? We're raising money for the kids to go do, to go see some play or go do something or whatever. And I was like, absolutely. I'd love to do it. So um, I'm like, just who's, it's not for the kids, right? She's like, no, absolutely not. It's like, it's not for the kids. It's for the adults and the parents and stuff. And they had it at a bar in Seaside. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Jersey, like the Seaside Heights, like the boardwalk area.
1: I'm familiar with it. Okay. It's like Snooki. Yes.
0: Yeah. I just want to make sure you understand okay. it's pure trash. So... <laughs> <laughs> Just so you get the vibe. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, all right. So it's this bar that I remember going to, you know, with friends and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's fine. And uh, I get there and I'm not filthy, but I'm not thinking, you know, whatever. I get there and there's just, there's fucking children everywhere. And I was just like, what's going on? Like, what are they, why are there kids here? And they rented out the whole, the parents, because they, you know, had money in this town. They rented out the whole place. And then they still had bartenders there and people doing the bar, but all these fucking kids were like grinding on the dance floor, doing whatever. And like where the state, so they're in front of the stage and I'm like, this is nightmare. This is a nightmare situation. So I like went up to her and I was like, I I'm it's okay if you don't, I'm a, I am i do not have to go on. Like, this is not a good invite. She's like, she's plaster. She's like, you're fine. All the, pa- <laughs> it's like all the parents fine. Everything's fine. And I was like, okay, all right, fuck it, let's do this. And I, you know, because that's the other thing too about comedians is like, I know we have that fight or flight thing where every oh, fiber of yeah. our being is like, you need to leave. But then there's that little party that's like, nah, let's get the money and stay. So anyway, I do the gig uh, and I get up there and, I, and I'm and i like five minutes in. And by the way, the high school kids are all seniors. They're loving it. I'm, I'm in the thing. They stop dancing. They're all facing me. And of course, there's this like, christian conservative dad or what and i'm not doing anything horrible either by the way like i'm still trying to take i can taper my own whatever but even what i was doing at the time because i was like doing high school stuff and making fun of the parents for drinking or whatever and uh <laughs> i remember my theater arts teachers like came up and and took the mic she's like let's hear it for whatever she's like you need to get the fuck out of here now <laughs> i was like what and she's like three like gave me 300 it was like, like just go, don't look back. I'm so sorry, and I and I had to like get it and like and one of the dads like followed me out. It was like, oh, I can't believe you would do such a thing. And I was like, I don't know what I did. <laughs> I
1: was like I did my job. You I did your I'm- job. Yeah. they didn't tell you, right? And yeah, yeah, that's happened. Uh,
0: oh, so weird. But I was like, oh, Jesus Christ! But that the you saying you got 300 bucks for uh, doing that thing reminded me of it.
1: That has happened so many times. I performed at somebody in somebody's backyard in Long Island for for somebody's 50th birthday party. The kids found me. Their mm-hmm. kids found me. So, but there were kids all over and I didn't realize that. But the right. weird thing, this has nothing to do with the kids because I just mm-hmm. I figured I I just wouldn't swear and I if I right. said something innuendo, they wouldn't get it anyway. So, right. Um, but I had to follow a Beatlemania, um, cover band, but anyway, so <laughs> I, I say in my act, I go, I'm from Long Island originally. And then people clap. And then I go, mm-hmm. um, Roslyn and then they clap. And then I go 110 Crescent lane. <laughs> and, um, so anyway, this is so weird. So I get back into my car and my phone says, Do you want to go to 110 Crescent Lane?
0: Oh like, you know, a, a,
1: on the map.
0: Yeah. And oh that was God. when
1: I felt I felt really loved. Somebody was listening. That- <laughs> <laughs> so for like nine months over the pandemic. I was trying to get Siri's attention and then my husband one day goes, you know that's Alexa. <laughs> and so, but before you were talking about not wanting to clean the dishes, and I Oh yeah, I have to tell you, I over the pandemic, I discovered the secret to cleaning. I totally I I know. It's poor vision. <laughs> Like clean at night without sufficient lighting. Take your right. glasses off. It is so fast.
0: <laughs> that's great. I will. I'm. I will take that. I will take you up on that. I can't see shit without my glasses. So that's a good point. That's a really good point. Especially if somebody asks you to do it, then you just be like, "Listen, babe, I want to. I just can't. I can't see. I mean, I'm trying. <laughs> like, you're not even using a sponge. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, really? I don't realize um, that's odd. Awesome. I, I wanted to ask you because how long are you are you do you want to get out of here in an hour because it's been an hour but I can keep talking we, we can keep I have going.
1: a few more minutes but um, Fantastic. You'll cut that out I loved <laughs> yes
0: I love um, I love to keep going but um, so let me ask you let me ask you a couple questions real quick about because I liked um, I loved you on AGT and me I too. love that Howard picked you. I watched that. I was glued. I don't. I don't watch a lot of the AGT stuff, but when it's somebody that I really truly enjoy, it's nice to, you know, root for somebody for a change instead of you know people I don't fucking know. And I'm like,
1: take well, it leave it. I watched Tom Cotter, who was on yes, a couple of too. seasons before me, and that inspired me. I was like, that looks like fun. He can do it. Yeah. I can do it. So Absolutely. I'm glad I did it. I met the most amazing people. I'm still friends with the winner. From my year, Matt Franco, who has his oh. own, his own magi- magic show in Vegas at the Lynx.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, he was and, great.
1: Yeah. And um, I, I became friends with Rachel Butera, who's on Howard sometimes doing voices. She's yep. hysterical. She's from Jersey. She is like this, mm-hmm. she's just one of my favorite people. Yeah. And um, so I feel like I'm really glad I did it for that, and I got a little exposure, and then I have something to talk about. But the truth is, yes, Howard brought me back, but mm. I never met him other than oh, other than be my other than okay. from the stage. And mm, wow. um, I loved him. I love him. Yeah, I love him. I think yes. he's brilliant and hilarious, and I wanted yeah. to inter- I wanted to introduce my husband to him. That's really what I wanted.
0: (laughs) We need to get a movement then when you're on a show, because that's what I was going to say. He seemed to really be taken with you. And now I'm waiting for the, you know, the Wendy Lieben Howard moment. And uh, that's, we're going to, we're going to put, we're going to blast it everywhere online now. We're going to get a petition going.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's water under the bridge.
0: (laughs) Um. I, so now you're doing um funny women of a certain. We can talk about that, right? I can cut that yeah. out too if we can't talk. Okay, great. Okay, good. <laughs> so I was like, plug it after before. Um. But uh, no, funny women of a certain age. Um. I love Carol. And now you got. You said you guys have been friends for a long time. Was that what were who were the comics on your scene when you were coming up with? Was Carol one of them?
1: Well, I started in Boston because okay. I went to school there, and then I just stayed there. And had day jobs and did stand up at night.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: um, well, yeah, that's when you do it, Wendy. But um, <laughs> <laughs> the comics around me were Brian Kylie who mm-hmm. was um, Conan's head monologue writer from yeah. the whole time, I think. Yeah. And he's one of my favorite comedians to this day, Brian Kiley. He's
0: um, Colin Quinn's cousin, right? No, wrong. No, nope, I'm wrong.
1: No, <sighs> that is. A guy in New York.
0: Yes. I'm so dumb. Um, and
1: I love him too, but I'm blanking on his name because I'm 63.
0: But. it's so great.
1: I could have babysat for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I mean, it's still, a. am the option's still there. I can't take care of myself, obviously. <laughs> uh,
1: one of the kids that I babysat for is my friend on Facebook now, and he's bald, oh. and that's just totally
0: weird. Wow, that is weird. A lot of dudes go like bald. I, I should I shouldn't say anything about it, but um, <laughs> this is a wig. Uh, no, I a lot of <laughs> a lot of a lot of my. I mean, it, it's amazing how many dudes go bald or whatever. I remember I can't remember who it was exactly, but one of the. Uh, do you know Brian McKim or Tracy Skeen? I do. Okay. they're in Vegas yes tracy threatened me when i was younger because she was like if you don't fucking talk about your hair on stage <laughs> she's like i will kill you yeah she's you like, do the...
1: have great hair
0: thank you i appreciate that but she was like you're one of the only she's like you like she's like how many male comedians do you know with hair and i was like I, none i don't know <laughs> she was like she was like but she's like you have a full head of hair. It's like everybody else i know is going bald and i was like oh, "Do you
1: do God. a bit about your hair
0: I did. I do well now that it's like this. I have like one joke where I just and because of the I grew out the beard a little bit more. I just say I, uh, you know, over the pandemic I wound up looking like the dude who gave Jenny AIDS and Forrest Gump. Um, and uh, so that's one of my and then, uh, but when I had it, I had it like it was always a little longer and it was uh like a, a little poofy like at the top because whatever. And I would say stuff about like just throwaway lines where I would say you know I don't do this to my hair because I think it looks good. I do it for height. Like I would do it in between dating stuff, so that it would, it would just nicely flow all together. And I did I did like maybe a couple other. There's like a couple things like that that I would just throw in there, little pieces I, of it.
1: I just I told you I was watching Cheers, and yes. Ted Ted Danson takes his toupee off in in season eleven.
0: Yes, into to Carla because she's having a um like a rough time, and he's like, you know, right. we're all perfect. Yeah,
1: because she had slept with Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then um so he was like, Don't feel so bad, sweetheart. And then he takes his wig off. And I'm like, yeah. is that did they put a ball cap under that or like No, he
0: was losing his hair. Really? Yep. Yeah, he was straight up losing his hair. And then I that was a huge thing.
1: Fucking love him. <laughs> I just love to dance it. Me too. I, he's the best. I want to see the new show he's in the mayor.
0: Oh, me too. I want to see. Did you like him in A Good Place? Did you watch A Good Place?
1: I did. I I, I didn't see the last season of The Good Place. I saw the last episode of The Last Oh, okay. (laughs) I I was
0: like, (laughs) I don't have anything to worry about.
1: (laughs) Right. Um, But um, he's just good in everything. He is. Ted Danson.
0: Especially in Curb. In Curb, he's probably, as himself, one of my favorite things he's ever done. Yes. Um, Yeah, we should have. I'm just realizing this now. We should have a classic TV podcast because I feel like we watched a lot of the same shit over the pandemic. (laughs) Well, I also watched.
1: I never got into taxi. Oh, my
0: God. (gasps) Okay. I understand. If there's any episode.
1: Should I watch it now? Yes, you should. Because I love Mary Lou Henner and I love Danny DeVito
0: yeah oh then you then okay there's one episode you got to find i may text it to you because i'm a psycho um but uh there's an episode where um christopher lloyd's character jim has these he has these dreams that uh people think come to life so he has this dream about um judd hirsch's character alex and at the end of it he can't remember so obviously alex is supposed to die at the end of the dream well louis takes this seriously and he thinks he's saving his life because uh, Alex winds up like home alone. And so Louie's trying to get him out of his apartment before midnight. Yeah. <laughs> or before midnight, hits, and I swear to God, you'll laugh. That's here, funny. It's one of the funniest. I mean, it's just it's just Danny DeVito and Judd Hirsch at the end of this thing. And it is has some of the best fucking lines. Uh, It's so good.
1: Well, maybe that's what I have to start because we literally finished Cheers yesterday, and I've never seen more than two episodes of Taxi.
0: Oh yeah, I know,
1: I know. Mm -hmm. Um, I also loved. You probably didn't love The Nanny. I loved The Nanny. I like. Probably were born. Yeah, that's not your show. Yeah, I also like. I like Fran Drescher,
0: and I. Yeah, I love Fran Drescher. I've met her. And um, I I I I think I watched the nanny, but like I don't know it well enough. Like I saw it in in between like reruns of other things, so I I never really got into it. But I know it's a good like you know when you see something and you're like, I get that that's a really funny show, but it probably just wasn't for me.
1: Right, exactly. that's like taxi for me. I
0: I totally uh, (laughs) that makes total sense to me. Yes.
1: So I
0: have to go cook dinner. I'm sorry, yeah, but thank no, you. No, it's
1: okay. I loved uh, oh, talking to you.
0: I love talking to you. Before you go, one thing: if you could tell your younger self um, something that you know now, what would it be?
1: Oh, um, to not worry about your hair <laughs> because I I, I spent a, too much time. Fixing my hair. Hmm. And I always thought if I had spent less time fixing my hair and more time writing jokes.
0: That... <laughs> well, you're, well, your hair is lovely.
1: Thank you. Thank you're you so much. I, I wanted to follow up on something I said earlier,
0: hmm.
1: or you had asked me earlier if I would adopt you.
0: Oh, yes. And
1: please. Um, I'm thinking about it.
0: <laughs> That's all I'm asking. Just give it a little thought thank you're you so much for coming adorable. on I, I love you, you're you. one of my seriously, comics, people, everything you, I, I'm so glad you thank came on to you. do this
1: let me know when you're coming back to LA I
0: absolutely will, thank you so much
1: okay Peace. bye care. for now bye dystopia tonight